Good afternoon. Welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. It's Vicky Midwood here, your host, the alcohol addiction and disordered eating eliminator. And it's Sunday, and the week's flown round quickly. The topic today, it's all about why you cannot separate the mental from the physical when it comes to our discussions about health. I'm particularly sorry to read the news this morning that uh, Nikki Graham has passed away at age 38, having suffered for a long, long, long time with anorexia. And I'm not going to use the word fight because I've already shared this in a different podcast. If we try and fight an illness, you're just inviting more resistance to appear. And I think that's part of the problem, that she was always talking about fighting it, like it was something that she had no control over. And here's the problem. When you are in that type of thinking, when you are so wrapped up in how you look and how your body feels to you. It is very difficult for you to think or feel and change anything about what feels like a trap that you are in. I don't know anything about the help that she had and I certainly don't know her medical history but what I do know is that when it comes to disordered eating, when it comes to mental health issues too, so many doctors and specialists, particularly psychotherapists, do not have the tools or the skill set to be able to understand that the body works as a whole. And if we try and separate how our brain is functioning from our physical body, we are setting ourselves up for problems for the simple reason that every single organ in your body, your stomach, your liver, your spleen, your heart, everything, it's connected to your brain. And when we talk about mental health, we're talking about the brain and how the brain functions. But the brain can only function well or not, depending on how well your physical body is working from a cellular function point of view, from a hormone point of view, from how many nutrients are actually absorbed and assimilated so that your brain can actually utilize the stuff that's coming in. So how we can possibly separate mental from physical health is quite frankly beyond me. We can't because they are not separate. What you eat will affect how your body functions. How your body functions on a hormonal and neurotransmitter level will affect how you feel. How you feel will affect what you do. And what you do will affect your emotions. Your emotions are your feelings, yeah? And conversely, what we feel is gonna affect the food choices that we make. And those food choices will either nourish us or they won't nourish us so well and they will leave us deficient, they will leave us with imbalances, which guess what? Will affect our mood, they will affect our digestive process, they will affect our hormone balance and they will affect our neurotransmitters. So it's impossible for us to separate the mental from the physical and yet we keep trying to do this. I am sure, and I purposely steered away from all of the articles on social media and you know what's being reported because about Nikki, we don't know, we weren't there. What I can tell you though, is that when it comes to something like anorexia, 
there are so many factors that get missed on a physical level and it's really important for us to understand that if she had been regularly under somebody who is looking at the body as a whole and not just looking at her thinking and her behavior patterns but actually looking at her physicality at how her body was actually functioning potentially the outcome may have been very different from her much early on in her illness we know that she was also given a diagnosis of bipolar and this is why it's so poignant for me my mum was diagnosed with bipolar um, the work that I do in the health field and my absolute strong values and principles stem from the fact that I really strongly powerfully believe that my mum was absolutely let down because of the fact that the conventional medical system is not able to look at the physical and the mental. We know that there is a huge strong connection with thyroid issues and misdiagnosis of bipolar. There are hundreds of research papers out there. Um, so feel free to Google research papers on misdiagnosis of thyroid problems with bipolar. You will find all sorts pops up in your browser. And please do feel free to have a little read through. The problem is there are so many doctors who will not listen to me who is an integrative health specialist and coach, or even to other functional medicine practitioners because there is the assumption that medication will fix a so-called bipolar illness. And my mum ended up being on an absolute shopping list of medications. She had electric shop therapy. She was tremoring for years looked like she had Parkinson's because of this misdiagnosis and not once was her thyroid checked and here's the stupid thing this is why I know that she was mistreated is because when she was younger when she was a kid she had an overactive thyroid and she actually had an operation to remove part of her thyroid gland that was never ever followed up and checked she was never on thyroid medication to help monitor what was going on now when I brought that up in her latter years, literally was laughed at, right? Did I want to stomp my feet and throw all my toys out of the pram? Yes, of course I did, but I didn't, why? Because I knew that it wouldn't make a damn bit of difference. It was too late by then. Mum's side effects from her medication were already starting to kill her. She was already doubly incontinent. As I said, she was shaking like she had Parkinson's. She was vacant most of the time. She didn't have quality of life. She was just somebody who was existing. And I don't even think she was doing that. She certainly wasn't enjoying her existence here on the planet. Was it a bit of a relief when she finally passed for her? Do you know what? Absolutely certain it was. And I think that was probably the same for Nikki. She struggled and used that terminology of fighting her bipolar and fighting her anorexia for such a long time. And the more you fight, the more there will always be something to fight. What we should be doing is using this as an opportunity to look at the misdiagnosis of physical issues that doctors believe are showing up as mental problems. We know for a fact that depression can be alleviated 
very successfully and quite simply by lifestyle changes, by getting outside and walking on a daily basis, by eliminating sugary foods, caffeine foods, alcohol foods that by default will change your mood, change your energy, affect your gut microbiome, affect your hormone balance and affect your neurotransmitters. We know that this works. There has been, again, a number of research papers that prove that people can completely come off medication if they start to eat proper meals and don't rely on junk food and actually nourish their body, work on their liver function, their lymph flow, so get their body actually physically moving and allow themselves to stop focusing on what they think is a diagnosis. Stop focusing on this idea that they have got this illness and start allowing the body to do what the body does really, really well if we let it, and that is heal itself if it's given the right tools to do that with. And so I'm keeping it short today on purpose because it's such a massive minefield. But what I want you to do as listeners is, if possible, have a look at other symptoms that you may be experiencing that perhaps you have been told by your therapist or by your GP are all symptoms of depression and just see what other physical illnesses or issues have exactly the same symptoms. Now, if you look at symptoms of thyroid, hypothyroidism, you will see low mood, lack of, med lack of motivation, you will see physical aches and pains, you will see ridiculous fatigue, exhaustion, you will see depression being listed there very clearly. And yet, why is it not looked at as the first option? Simple reason that conventional medicine doesn't even do the right testing to get a proper thyroid diagnosis. So we should be doing seven to nine tests for thyroid issues and you're lucky if your GP will do three most will only do two right without getting a full panel for your thyroid and looking at your adrenal function at the same time then you are not going to get clarity from what is going on and this is why I'm an advocate for functional medicine or going down the road of a private blood test that you can get somebody then to just explain to you what those results really mean in conjunction with one another. Because the problem that we have is that many GPs understand that each set of results pertains to a different organ or a different system of the body. But what they're not taught to do is to then look at how all of those results intertwine with each other so that you can get a real clear picture of what is going on. Your body does not run on organs, right? It doesn't run on just your brain or just your blood circulation, or just your lymphatic flow, or just your liver function, or just your gallbladder, right? We'd be in a sorry state if it only ran on those simple systems. Every single system in our body is connected. How our gallbladder functions affects what goes on in our digestive system. How our digestive system works affects what goes on in our liver. That affects our neurotransmitters. Our neurotransmitters affect our brain. Everything affects our mitochondria. Everything affects our cellular function. 
And yet we are still living in 2021 where we try and separate the mental from the physical. And so I'm going to leave it there, folks. I'm going to ask you to start asking your GP many more questions about any kind of mental health diagnosis that you may have. And don't just take it as a given. As I said on my last episode, episode eight, your doctor does not know it all. They are not taught to join up the dots and put the mental and the physical together and refer to your body as a complete whole. But your body is a complete whole. It is not separate. So if anyone is listening has got a mental health diagnosis and you are not taking care of your nutrition or your sleep or your stress management, if you're not getting outside, if you're not eating natural foods as opposed to prepackaged foods, do yourself a favor and start making some little changes. Just hydration and getting some sunlight is a really simple, easy start. Go for a walk once a day. Even if you don't feel like it, if you can achieve that one thing, yeah, even if it means opening the window and just letting the sunshine get on your face so that you get some exposure, do that. Start small, build from there. Those of you who have got physical issues, conversely, can make you feel extraordinarily low. And again, antidepressants are often the answer. But if you have got physical issues, then really tap in to some of the energetic practices that you can do. Acupuncture, Reiki, reflexology, taking yourself into meditations and understanding how to connect to your chakras and your energy flow. Whether you think they're woo-woo or not, I don't really care. Give them a try because you never know until you have a go. And I'm going to leave it there for you today, folks. Have a good Sunday, whatever you do. Take care of you. Stay safe. Stay well. And I'll speak to you again soon.